It is often said that patience is a virtue, and for those seeking their first head golf course superintendent job, good things come to those who wait. Joining me today is our newest rising star of turf, presented by Earthworks and Dryject, is Jay Richard Brown, newly minted golf course superintendent at Florence Country Club in Florence, South Carolina. Welcome, Richard. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be back. And congratulations on the new job. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, you joined us back in March for one of the assistant situation roundtables. So you were at Orangeburg Country Club at the time in South Carolina, and you'd been there five-ish years, I guess. Yes, sir. And that you were basically happy in terms of you were compensated well. You had good work-life balance for, for you, right. your wife, and your young son. Right. And that you were not inclined to chase the uh, chase other assistant positions for the small, you know, five or ten thousand dollar increment in pay that you might get. Right. You weren't willing to upset your upset the apple cart in your life, so to speak, to do that. How did the opportunity at at Florence come around? Um, really, it was word of mouth more than anything else. The committee or the board for Florence started um, looking without posting. They didn't post the job publicly, They're asking people if they knew anybody that would be good or um, that might fit what they were looking for. Um, thankfully, I was one of those people that um, did fit, fit that fit that criteria, and I had I had one one guy in particular reach out to me um, and said that they had gotten a call from a guy at Florence who was looking for a superintendent and that they gave him my name. And uh, probably a couple hours after that, I got a call from one of the board members from Florence asking if I'd be interested. And I told him I was. And after that, um, the whole process started. You were active with the assistant committee of the uh, Carolinas chapter. Uh, how do you feel that that helped you if it did at all to raise your visibility um you know to uh get your hat put in the ring for you with this type of job i think it was huge um i think it ties back into not just the assistance committee but also being involved in general with your association whether it be local regional or national um you know volunteering at tournaments i, I tried to do as many of those things as i could um, we all know how important networking is, and I took that into consideration, and um, the assistance committee gave me the opportunity to meet not only assistants, but superintendents and salesmen and um, other industry folks, not just in the Carolinas, but throughout the country. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, I've been in contact with um the Florida assistant committee, those guys with guys in New England, guys all around the country really that um, are interested in starting that because networking is huge. And I think that that's one of the things that really helped me get the job, just being one of the first people that popped up in somebody's head when they said, Hey, do you know a guy? To be honest, the guy who reached out to me first wasn't a super on the superintendent side. He worked for um, a golf association for the state and, um, 
I we had done enough tournaments at Orangeburg to where I was involved in that process. I knew all those guys and were able to springboard that relationship into um, into partially getting at least considered for this job. So lesson number one is don't sit back and wait uh, for people to come to you, but put yourself out there, uh, make yourself known and meet as many people as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's huge. So you're a uh, an Ori Georgetown graduate, and you uh, spent about what five years or so in Myrtle Beach before you took the job at Orangeburg. Yes. Um, now that you are, you've been at Florence Country Club for what a couple of months now. Two months. How do you feel that whole ten year sequence prepared you for that? But it was important for me to see different places, see different operations. I mean, being in Myrtle Beach, that was one of the best things about it was you had all these golf courses and you had all these superintendents you could go work for and see different ways of doing things and see different ways of thinking. Um, you know, I in my time at Myrtle, I did a, did a no-till renovation uh, at Presswick. I did a bunch of different, a bunch of different other things. Um Project-wise, irrigation-wise, drainage, all of that that I feel like really helped get me prepared for each step. My first assistance job was at Manowar in Myrtle Beach. That was a job where you really had to make make everything do. Um, wasn't a huge budget. It was a resort-style course, and you had, you know, you had to figure out figure out whatever problem was ahead of you without automatically just throwing money at it and then you know nothing going, wrong with that that's right um and then going from you know say main award to Mer or orangeburg which were two polar opposite golf courses and operations especially uh budget wise and how they do things how they run things um you know i came from a situation where i knew how to stretch a dollar and i knew how to make things work and coming to orangeburg where you didn't have to do that as much um but I still had that in the back of, you know, in my arsenal if I needed to. But I think my time in Myrtle Beach really gave me the ability to see, see different things, work for different people, see different ways of doing things. And ultimately it's, you know, I think helped prepare me in the sense that I, there's things that I saw and I learned that I loved from each superintendent. And I, to this day, I do now that I'm a superintendent and then vice versa, there's, and almost more importantly, there's things that I saw that I said I will never do. And I plan on sticking to that. And I think that's what's important about working at multiple courses. Now, Florence is about, uh, what, 90 miles or so from Orangeburg? Ish. Yes, or about an hour and a half. Something like that. So you've had to move, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you in the process or have you done it already? We are in town. Uh, we've been officially in town for about three weeks now. I was commuting the first month about back and forth, um, which uh, <laughs> which brought a challenge. It was, I, I don't know how people do that every day permanently, but um, I was commuting for the first month. And we've been in town for about two or three weeks now. We've, we're finally getting settled in. Is she happy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's happy. She's um no complaints yet. So, and the baby right. loves it. Happy as he can be. We've, 
we've been fortunate to be able to bring them to some club events. You know, they had a Halloween carnival out here last Saturday and, and uh, taking them to stuff like that's been fun. So it's, um, it's been fun having, being able to incorporate work and work and home, if that makes sense. Sure. So with all of two months uh, under your belt there as, as a uh, head golf course superintendent, anything you've learned so far that maybe you didn't anticipate any new challenges or. I was fortunate that I came in at the end of the summer. So I wasn't, it wasn't kind of thrown into the, the fire, so to speak, but I did come in at the start of EOP season. So, you know, I was pretty involved in the EOP process at Orangeburg. Um, that was, I'll speak highly of my old superintendent, Alex Tolbert, who gave me that ability and would show me, sit me down. Hey, this is how I do EOP. This is how we budget. This is how we do all those things. Um, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize just exactly how involved making up a EOP list and um, doing that would be uh, the day I sent out and the day I finished it, it was a, um, a very large weight off of my shoulders having finished yes. that. But the other, the biggest change has just been the amount of time I spend in my office more so out on the golf course um, invoices and just administrative work and stuff like that, that I have to do on a daily basis that uh, I didn't necessarily have to do at Orangeburg. I haven't had any complaints yet, so uh, as long as I keep that rolling, I feel like I'm doing well. So you you were coming from a private country club and went to a private country club. What's the difference, or how does the size of your staffs compare? Size of staff is actually pretty similar. I think at Orangeburg we had maybe one or two more full-time guys than we do here, but I'm at 10 with two part-time guys, a mechanic and an assistant, and the assistant was a – interesting thing for me because I came in and the old superintendent um, took his assistant with him to his next job. And um, so I found myself in the first week or two, luckily I knew about it. So I was able to prepare, but found myself the first week or two having to look for an assistant and was fortunate enough to have somebody on the crew that was, that fit that build. Um, I have a, I had a guy on the crew who was, has the experience. The only thing he didn't have was the formal education. And um, we plan on working on that because he came to me and told me he wanted to make this his career. And uh, he was already working a weekend. He already was in some sort of a management role. He already understood the operation. So it was pretty easy for me to make that transition, promote him. And um, it's been great for me so far. I haven't had any, um, ha I don't have any complaints on that. end. it, it, it really has worked out great for me. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, I could see how it would be quite a challenge coming in uh, raw, if you will, without uh, an assistant to sort of um, provide some guidance or stability for the staff for that kind of thing. In that conversation back in uh, March, we talked about work-life balance, and you mentioned that that was a big deal uh, for you at at Orangeburg, how, how do you plan on uh, continuing that? I was very fortunate to step into a situation where there's a great culture here with the crew. The old superintendent didn't leave on bad terms. Um, everybody here had bought into what he was doing and what he was trying to do. So I haven't really tried to change much up, Peter. I've um, I've really just tried to keep the ball rolling and 
you know, they know the job that needs to get done. There's been a couple of small minor things I've switched up since I've been here, just more to cater to more of my liking. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, the crew has, I haven't had any, any issues. They've already, they already understood, like I said, what needed to be done and what I expected wasn't any different than what the old superintendent expected. So, um, I've been very fortunate to step into a, a good situation where, you know, a lot of times when a new superintendent comes in, it's it can almost shatter a crew or, you know, maybe the culture wasn't there to begin with. And luckily for me, I didn't have that issue. And that relations with the, uh, with the club management experience as an assistant versus coming in as a, as a head superintendent, um, as far as meeting with the, uh, you know, communicating with uh, club officials. Uh, the main difference between Orangeburg and Florence is Orangeburg's a single owner. So we answered to, to one person. Um, granted, I never really, I didn't have much interaction with him. My new situation is all member owned. So I answer to the board. I answer to the general manager who answers to the board. Um, and so that's been a little bit of a difference, um, getting used to that, having, I guess, more bosses, <laughs> so to say. But, um, you know, I attended my first board meeting last Wednesday night and everything was great. You know, it was, they've been very supportive and it was one of the things that attracted me to this club was the the board is um, very supportive. They're they're a young board, um, which is fun for me being a younger guy myself. You know, we can hopefully we can grow together and and um, go through this process together. And um, as far as general managers go, I couldn't ask for a better better general manager either. Um, he's been great since I've been here. I've been. I may, I make it a goal to go see him at least once a day, at least stop in, even if he's not around or available. I stick my head in his office just so he knows I'm here and and um, make sure there's nothing he needs to speak to me about and um, keep those lines of communication open. But we still usually communicate once a day. He pro shops just about the same. I still try to check in with them um, pretty frequently. We have a group chat between the head pro, assistant pro, myself, and my assistant superintendent. Yeah, well, communication is obviously paramount, and uh, certainly uh, both up the ladder and down the ladder, and sideways too, I guess. But uh, the the one thing that uh, frequent communication will do for you is to eliminate surprises. Right. Yes. Very, very often, they're not they're not pleasant. Right. <laughs> okay. So, any hindsight. Other than the, uh, you know, get involved with the associations and that kind of thing, any guidance or suggestions for for other assistants out there who are, as you were, you know, waiting for the right uh, opportunity to come along? You know, it, you know, Peter, it's funny because I know that the assistants are going to hate hearing me say this word because it's a word that I heard my entire assistant's career, especially there towards the end when – I was really waiting for a job to open up and getting impatient is patience. You know, when I got to Orangeburg, me and Alex sat down and he asked me, he asked my goals. He asked what I was looking to do, where I wanted to be, what kind of club I wanted to be at. And I told him I, I wanted to be at a high-end private country club in the state of South Carolina. 
And he said, well, we're going to wait on that. If that's what I wanted to do, that's what we were going to aim for. And, you know, I'd be lying to you if I told you there weren't times that um, it didn't get frustrating, you know, that um, I felt like I was doing everything right and wasn't getting anything from it. Um, watching other other assistants and other guys who were, whether they be buddies or my same age or just at the same career level as I was getting those first big time jobs. And, you know, the feeling of having finally, having it finally worked out, you know, it was kind of that light bulb moment where you, it went off and I was just, okay, that's, that's what Alex wanted the whole time or had in mind and all the, not just Alex, but all the other uh, mentors and role models that I have in the industry who constantly just told me, look, just be patient, just wait. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I promise you, I know it doesn't feel like it, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that would be my, as much, like I said, as much as they might not want to hear it, that would be my advice to assistants. It's just if there's something you you know, you won't, whether it be top 100 or just a, just a private club somewhere, wait, find yourself the best assistant job you can. Um, you know, I know we talked about it back in March, but that was really my, the place I was at where I didn't, I didn't feel that there was another or a better assistance job out there for me than, than I had at Orangeburg. I knew that my next step was going to be a superintendent and I wasn't going to venture off of that. And then I wasn't going to, there was a certain level of superintendent jobs. You know, I wasn't going to take a, um, not to say anything bad about these jobs, but I wasn't going to take kind of a lower end um, superintendent job that, wasn't a good situation for me or my family. I wasn't going to put them in that situation or put myself in, in the situation where I might have to pick up and move in six months or, you know, it was discouraging a lot of times, you know, there was times I thought about getting out of the business. There are times that I thought about doing landscaping or sports fields or trying to get on the sales side or just doing anything other than what I was doing, just because there were those times where I was kind of felt like I was beating the dirt and, didn't see any way out and felt like there was it would never happen for me. I followed my followed the advice I, the best I could and thankfully I'm I'm in the chair I'm in now and um, it all worked it all worked out. So congratulations again on your new job at uh, Florence Country Club and of course as your designation as our um, most recent rising star of turf. Uh, continued uh, good fortune to you and. Uh, Best of luck. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate it.